What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to episode three of the Voice Memos podcast. We're back, and even though we're on holiday break, you know, I promised to myself to at least get to episode 10 of this podcast, so we're gonna do it because, you know, the grind never stops and we gotta make this podcast the best it can be. But okay, that was kind of obnoxious. Anyways, welcome back, guys. So, around 30 minutes ago, I actually asked you guys on Instagram for any questions you had for today's episode. And also, if you're not following the podcast Instagram already, you should check it out at Weekly Voice Memos. Basically, the only type of content and ideas I get are directly from you guys. So for the sake of content, send me a DM there. And if you have any topics you want me to cover or have anything you're going through in your life and just just want to talk about it, open it up to conversation, just shoot me a DM. That would be awesome. Anyways, if everything goes to plan, this episode should be out after Christmas, but before New Year's Day. Now, if I'm wrong by that, that just means something went terribly wrong while I was producing the show. Um, But yeah, that's basically when this should be up. So I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. It is still the holiday season, I guess. But I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. And if not, that's all right. You know, the holiday seasons can be tough for some people, can be amazing for others. It's kind of a weird type of energy. Personally, I won't lie. It's a bit weird because, okay, I'm going to go into a bit of a tangent here. But... I grew up in Michigan, right? That is my home state. That's where I spent most of my life. Unfortunately, the rest of my family that's in the U.S., which is my dad's side of my family, is in Maryland. So throughout my entire childhood, we'd visit like once or twice a year. But because of that, I never really got close with a lot of my extended family. So holidays has always been kind of odd for me because it's like I've known these people. I've seen them grow up. And obviously, like my close cousins, I'm closer with them. But for the more distant relatives, I'm kind of just like, oh, I saw you like last year. You look a bit different. But like, it's just a weird energy. And I'm not sure if I'm the only one that feels like that. But holidays is always kind of a, a weird thing to go and visit people that I should know because I'm family with them, but to not even know how I'm related to them. But that's a whole nother feel. Anyways. I asked you guys around 30 minutes ago for some questions to cover on the podcast and you guys came with the heat. You guys asked some incredible questions and there are a few on here that are kind of unique and I'm really looking forward to answering. Now, the first question that you guys asked, which is really cool because this is a unique one. No one ever asked me questions like this, but uh, basically is asking, this is a silly one, but what's been your song on repeat lately and maybe a little bit of why? Which is really cool because I feel like, at least for me, music is a huge part of my creativity. And just being a person whose videos rely heavily on the instrumentals in the background or whatnot, if you're doing any type of like spoken word or any type of artistic thing where you're doing some sort of voiceover, you'd know that the music in the background really determines a lot. It determines the mood. And usually when I'm starting a new video or project, I first go on Spotify and try to find some sort of ambient, emotional, folky, indie, instrumental, (laughs) something in that vein. I know that was like five different genres that are totally different, but bottom line is music is a huge inspiration to what I do. So I I do appreciate that question a lot. Uh, It wasn't a silly question. It's actually a really unique one, and I'm thankful for that. Anyways, um, I haven't had a specific song that's been completely on replay 24-7. I just feel like lately I haven't really stuck to one song that I really enjoy. I don't think I typically am the type of person to do that. But recently I've been listening to an album. Uh, I would say pretty often I just got into it and I've been re-listening to it a few times. It's been really inspirational. And it's the Looking for Alaska uh, series soundtrack. Now, I'll be honest, guys, I'm the type of guy that will not watch a movie, not watch a TV show, 
but just listen to the soundtrack. And that's what I'm doing here with Looking for Alaska. I think it came out in 2019. Really popular book. I think it's it's by one of the Green Brothers. I don't want to get this wrong, uh, but it's by one of the Green Brothers. If I was to bet on it, I would say John Green, but I'm not completely sure. So don't kill me over that. Anyways, I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. Now, I'm not sure if these songs are actually made just for the TV series, but I've been really enjoying this type of folky more instrumental based music that's just been really inspirational for me and of course you guys know i love to travel so it's been something that i would definitely recommend checking out is the looking for alaska uh, album that they created for the series and i'll just throw this in because i love talking about music another song that i've been listening to recently is happiness is a butterfly by lana del rey uh, it's a pretty old song and for some reason i've been heavily sleeping on lana del rey like i feel like she fits in that vein of music that's associated with people like lord or whatnot but i really love lord i really got into her music but i never really listened to lana del rey and, you know, if there are any Lana Del Rey fans out there, I don't mean any disrespect by comparing the two or Lord fans out there, but that's just how I see it. So I've never really gotten deep into Lana Del Rey's music, but Happiness is a Butterfly. I know I'm late on that, but I've been listening to that a lot recently. All right. Anyways, let's hop into the second question. Really appreciate that question. How do you comfort people through words specifically over text? Okay, I think this is a really interesting one because the way I see it is it's very difficult to comfort someone specifically over text like you're just going to be texting them it's hard to read emotions and you don't know if you're saying the right thing or being too annoying at least to me it feels like everything you say has weight to it right and for some reason when you're a snapchatting someone or b texting someone the weight to the words you say doesn't hit as hard as if you were talking to them in real life i think like if we were to scale up how impactful someone's words can be, at the bottom of the barrel would be like Snapchat or messaging someone. And at the very top, it'd be like talking to them in person or writing them a letter. Writing them a letter is probably like the top tier way of impacting someone with your words, uh, to be honest. Uh, so I'd put those up there. But obviously, writing things over text won't be as impactful because they just don't feel personal, right? So here's a little life hack, I guess, or a little tip that I've learned uh, throughout the years that I think is more impactful for someone that's going through something and if you want to be there for someone it's to not send them text messages but send them voice recordings okay that's the whole point of this podcast is a voice memos podcast but it's something that i've done to my friends and to people that needed me to be there for them is to randomly you know how when you pull up iMessage you have that little option to send a little voice recording right do that instead right and maybe sometimes you don't get it right the first time but even sending them something like hey man I can't say I know exactly what you're going through. I love you so much. I'm here for you. I just want to let you know if you need anything, I'm going to be there for you, right? Just send them a nice little voice recording. I promise you that is going to be way more effective than sending someone a text message who's going through a hard time, right? Just to send them a little voice recording every once in a while just to check up on them. And it's also to call them, right? Maybe even after that you call them. But I think the thing about a voice message that is so impactful is that you're thinking about them. You're showing that you're thinking about them, even when you're not talking with each other, even when you're not actively in a conversation. And you're doing it in a way that isn't as basic as sending a text message, right? Your words are hitting with a bit more weight because you're sending them through a voice. They can listen to you. And yeah, it's just a really beautiful thing. I think sending someone a voicemail even, like, or sending them a voice message is something very impactful. So I would recommend that if you're being the therapist friend, if you're helping someone out or you just have someone who's kind of struggling is to shoot them a little voice memo recording thing. Uh, you never know how much it can mean for someone. That was a good question. I, I, I don't know. I feel like 
another question or topic from Caitlin said um, she wants to hear some affirmations to get us through the day. And I think this is really powerful. This is a great thing. I love affirmations because there's something so beautiful about saying something like, hey, you're enough. And that's like three words, right? It's nothing crazy, but it's certain things that you don't hear a lot, right? Like, I'm proud of you or I love you. There there are things where you don't hear them a lot. They have a huge impact and they can help you get through the day. And at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? So, all right. So anyways, here are a few affirmations that I love. Number one, you are inherently worthy as a human being. And that is detached from your success in society. Number two. You are enough. Affirmation number three, I love you. I feel like those are the three main affirmations I've kind of fallen back on. The first being that your worth is not defined by your quote-unquote success in society. I think that's an important thing and something I've been trying to get more into. If you guys listened to episode two of the podcast, or actually I think it was episode one. Yeah, it was episode one of the podcast where I talk about how you should detach your self-worth from anything that can go up or down really quickly, right? Whether that's your online business, whether that's your grades, whether that's your views that you're getting on your TikToks or whatnot, those things can fluctuate really quickly and those things are just extra layers that are stacked on top of who you are as a human being. And when you peel off those layers, that thing at the core, that is who you are and that cannot be changed. And because of that, it's important to put your self-worth in that. Put your self-worth in something that isn't changing constantly, but it's really hard to do that. The example I gave in episode one of the podcast was like a professional athlete, right? In order for a professional athlete to get to the highest level, they most likely have to put a lot of their identity and their self-worth into what they're doing, right? Their mindset has to be like, I am that guy who is known for being really good at this thing and I will be good at this thing. And this can also apply to a lot of different aspects of life, but I'm just using a professional athlete for uh, just the example's sake. But this could be applied to a content creator or someone who's trying to get into a good college, an academic person, uh, a writer. It could be applied to so many different people's lives because the honest truth is when you start putting your self-worth and identity into something, you will work so much harder for that thing. If I'm known as being that super athletic athlete guy, I don't want people to think that I'm not that guy. That's who I am. So I'm going to work so hard to make that happen. But the only issue is if that thing doesn't go to plan, if I don't become a professional athlete, if I don't get a ton of views, if I don't sell a ton of my products, if I don't get a bunch of good grades and get into that college, then I feel worthless as a human because I've tied up all my self-worth in that thing, right? So that's basically where that first affirmation comes in. And I think it's something powerful that you should repeat to yourself day to day. Let's go over the second affirmation now. I am enough. Now, this is something that personally, I don't need to hear all that much. I would say I feel like it's not something that I thought about or when I heard for the first time was like, wow, that was really good. And that really impacted me. But it's something I've more observed. So I've been running Keep It Wholesome for almost two years now, right? It's been two years of asking people, hey, send in affirmations, asking people what they're dealing with and just listening to all these people tell their stories of the things they're going through in life, right? And over that entire time, including sending out text messages and getting responses from people, the number one thing that I've realized people have been struggling with and the number one thing people message me about is that they feel like they're not enough, which is something that personally, like I said, I haven't had much experience with, but I know it's something important when 
two thirds of the responses I get from a text are that people aren't feeling like they're enough. I know it's a thing when I get hundreds of DMs about it, right? And of course, like I said a few times, I, I don't have any experience with that personally. I've I've generally always felt like I was enough and you know maybe that's just privilege on my part and I've gotten lucky to be in those situations and haven't had to deal with these things but I know it's something a lot of people deal with and that's why I put it on this list because I am enough three words are something I can say and I can tell you guys and it can have a big impact so I'm gonna say those things often and a lot and it's just three simple words but it does mean a lot right and third affirmation is I love you I love you most powerful words probably uh, in our language right an interesting story about I love you so and I know another person asked about family so I guess this is going into that a bit but as some of you guys know I'm a son of an immigrant family which means that my mom and dad both immigrated here from Korea when I was young right and I've noticed that throughout that time growing up in this specific different culture from my peers I've learned that love is expressed in a different way love is expressed as an action within at least my family and because of that I didn't actually grow up hearing I love you all that much, right? It wasn't something that was, you know, super bothering, but something that I noticed, right? And so I actually had an open conversation with them and we talked about this and we've been getting better at that, right? So just in general, I've went a long time without hearing those words and I think there's something powerful about them and I love telling random strangers that I love you, literally like going through a drive-thru, just tell them that I love you. It's so random, we'll catch them off guard, but it'll make them feel good, right? Maybe, maybe that's a bit weird and... Um, maybe that's a bit <laughs> on the far end of the spectrum there, but you know what I mean. Say I love you often and to people that you may not really know all that well, but maybe going through something, right? A simple I love you can go a long way. All right, and now we're at around 20 minutes, so I'm going to pick one final question. And the final question is going to be, how do you manage your time? And they also submitted a second part of that question. Wholesome has become legit with all the amount of hard work that goes into it. Uh, I guess that's like the preface of the question, how do you manage your time? Now, let me tell you guys, I am bad at this. I'm terrible at this. And I think my biggest issue is that I definitely need more people to help with the brand and everything I'm doing. And also my biggest issue is like my lack of focus. Like I started this podcast, which is something technically I shouldn't have done. I don't regret it. I love making this podcast, but focus is like the most important thing within an organization or business that I've learned. It's where one person can focus on one thing, put all their effort into it, and when you can focus on one thing at a time, you can get a lot done. Personally, as you guys heard on the last episode, I have not been focused recently. I've been, actually, I have this right here. I'm looking at my wall right now. I realized I was dealing with this issue, right, a few days ago, so I wrote things down on a few pieces of paper, hung them up in front of me, and I'm, I'm looking at them right now. This piece of paper says focus. And these are the five elements that I have going on in my life, structured from the thing I wanna focus on most to the thing I wanna focus on least, right? So number one is YouTube. And on that, I have a little subheading that says weekly posts, short form as well. So I wanna do some uh, YouTube shorts as well. Number two, growing the Instagram. Uh, I have my friend Gwen there who's helping me with photo shoots and whatnot. And then I also want to eventually start posting daily reels, which obviously we have not at this point. Number three that's written on this uh, piece of paper I have on my wall. I have it taped up to my wall right above my monitor. Number three is the business. And just under that, it says I can do this. So that's basically like sourcing materials, working on organizing the back end of the business and inventory and shipping things out. That's another one of my uh, things I'm focusing on. Number four is the podcast, which obviously we just started. It's not going to be that high of a priority or focus right now for me. 
It's just a fun little side project, but I'm hoping to get a few more people involved to basically run this entire podcast by itself. Basically post the clips to Instagram, post the clips to TikTok, uh, where I don't really have to do much work in that, right? And number five is TikTok, which honestly, after the past few weeks, I would say I would move TikTok up a bit. This might come as a surprise to you guys, but I'm focusing more on YouTube than TikTok right now. And I feel like the podcast content can be turned into TikToks. That's why I have a podcast above it. But just in general, I've become really burnt out of TikTok. I just post occasionally when I'm feeling really inspired. Uh, But I found that it's been kind of bad for my own mental health. But I still want to grow on there and I still get inspired from time to time. Uh, So I wouldn't put it down there as a bad sign. That's the last thing that I'm focusing on. But it's also not my top priority, right? So now that's my first sheet of paper I've hung up. On the right of that, a little to the right of my monitor, I have what is two pieces of paper side to side that is essentially the routine that I'm trying to fit right now into my schedule. Now, granted, it's a holiday season, so it's kind of a bad time to start routine, uh, but I wanted to start it before New Year's because I want to make sure I was doing this consistently. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to wait till New Year's to do this. I'm going to start this right now. So this is essentially the routine. I've been following it for about three days now. It's been pretty accurate. The only issue is I haven't been going to sleep as early, but that's totally my fault. Anyways, from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm going to make tea. I literally wrote down make tea uh, because it's like kind of like a therapeutic self-care thing. I love it in the mornings. Uh, and it's usually cold in the morning, so it's a good little warm-up to my day. So at 6 a.m., I'm going to make tea. I'm going to start editing YouTube videos, and I'm going to communicate with some suppliers on the back end of the clothing brand, right? Then from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., I'm going to record some short-form content. I do this at 7 to 8 because the sunrise usually comes up, and I can get some cool clips. If you guys saw the reel I posted on Keeping It Wholesome last week, uh, you would see that, hey, this was posted at sunrise. That's within six, seven to eight. So that's basically what I want to spend that time doing, right? Editing short form content um, and recording this content at sunrise because it's, you know, aesthetic. And then from eight to nine, I want to focus on the business, the Instagram. Basically, I want to pack up some orders if I have a chance to do that. And I basically want to make sure everything's good on the business side, design some things, make sure products are good, and basically just focus on the business Instagram as well and make sure that everything's going good. And I want to pack my orders from 8 to 9 because from 9 to 12, I go to the gym. I go to the gym first, we eat, shower, and then I go to the post office as well within somewhere in that three-hour time period. Uh, And that's where I drop off the orders that have been uh, placed between the prior day, prior few days, and I eventually catch up to that. And then I get back home at 12, I'm done showering, I'm done eating. From 12 to 4, I want to focus on YouTube. Now, this might change... Uh, But for now, I really want to spend at least around five, six hours on YouTube a day. This is basically my priority. Then from four to six, I finalize the short form content. So the vision for me is to take those clips that I recorded from seven to eight a.m., edit them down, write something uh, really cool that's on my mind, get inspired and finalize the short form content, which is essentially TikToks and reels. And I'll do that from four to six. And after four to six, I have a little dashed line that says, don't think about work. I got this from my friend Max. He has a similar schedule. And essentially, the idea is to not think about anything you're doing after around five or six, right? It's a basic work day, right? Nine to five, six to six to five. This way, you get a decent amount of work done, but you don't overstress yourself, overwork yourself. And I found this to be decently sustainable. Another reason why I decided to do my my uh, my schedule like this, which may seem odd to you guys. Yes, I'm getting up very early. I'm getting up at around 530 to six is because at least for me in the mornings, those three hours before I eat 
from six to nine are really, really, really productive. Like I feel really fresh. I feel really good. The biggest struggle for me is working in the 12 to four or four to six session of the day because I feel really tired and groggy, but in the morning I'm the sharpest and I've noticed that. So I decided that the first three hours of my day should be hyper productive and I should really work on getting these things done. So basically that's my daily routine. Uh, I'll update you guys if anything changes, but that's basically what I've been focusing on. Uh, now, as I show you all that, let's be honest here. I'm not perfect on that. Um, <laughs> like today I woke up at like 6.30, closer to 7, got started around 7, and then went to 8, and then I, I barely got anything done, so I'm trying to catch up right now. Like right now it's around 5 p.m., so I'm behind on my work. I should have got this podcast done in the morning, but that's all right, you know. I'm still working on this routine, still getting it down. But I know that the key to having a good routine, at least for me, is to go to sleep around 8 to 9, which seems really early. But when you're in bed by 8 to 9, you're probably going to end up sleeping at around 10. Uh, but then you get your 8 hours of sleep. So then I feel good and I can actually stick to it. And I know that sticking to this routine will help me get things done. But obviously, the biggest thing right now is getting more help and getting more hands on to keep it wholesome so I can focus on a lot less and do a better job at that. So. I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. If you're interested in helping with the brand, you have any experience in clothing or manufacturing supply chain, if you have any experience at all in video editing or whatnot, I would love to have you on the team. So just shoot me an email, contact at keepawholesome.com. Just going to do a little self-promo there because I've come to the realization that I definitely need more help and the best place to find help is within your own community because you guys are obviously interested in self-care and mental health in the brand in general and love to support it. So why not get you guys involved? The only requirements I have is you must be over 18 and you want to send your resume in plus any work you've done creatively or anything that fits the role you're trying to fill in. And essentially just tell me what you would like to do for the brand, what you see in the future and what you could focus on right? It's all about focus. So what you could take off my plate and do better than me potentially. So just a little shout right there. If you want an opportunity to work for us, looking for a few interns. So anyways, this has gone way too long. It's almost 30 minutes. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a ramble. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. Um, yeah, just excited to keep this podcast going. You know, it's a holidays. We're still getting these episodes up. Bang, bang, bang. We're doing good. I'm really excited. I'm feeling great. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't felt this fulfilled in a while doing anything, so I just wanted to say thank you. Because in reality, this podcast doesn't get a lot of plays, and not a lot of people listen to it. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, not a lot of people listen to it, but I know that every single person that actually genuinely puts in the effort to listen to an episode of the podcast is someone who's going to care about what I'm doing, care about the brand, and I love you guys for that. So if you got to this point, just want to say I love you, hope you had a great holidays, and yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Follow at Weekly Voice Memos on Instagram, send me a DM. We can make some cool content there if you're interested in possibly getting the internship. Just shoot me an email. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for today. Love you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. And as always, keep it wholesome. See you in the next one.